Hello, everybody, and welcome to the COVID 19s podcast. And today we will be talking about employability and volunteering. I am Connor, and I will be one of your hosts today. I'm Sazi, and I'm your other host for today, talking about volunteering and unemployment. We're going to do a little icebreaker just to talk about um, so who we are and something we've learned through lockdown. So I'll start. I'm Stasia, I'm from Youth Voice Pioneers and Dorset Youth Council. And something I've learned to do through lockdown is I've become an absolute pro at organising and cleaning my room because I've been so bored that I think it's one of the only things I have been able to do. I'm going to tag Hannah. Hello, so I'm Hannah. Um, something I've learned through lockdown is getting up at 4am and going on nature walks is actually quite fun because you can see all the creatures before everyone else is out there and you can do all the social distancing because there's no one else around. I tag Maisie. One thing I've learned is how to work with much larger groups of people because I've been doing mass uh, Zoom calls with over 60 people on Corona. One thing I've learned, which isn't necessarily a skill, but it's something I want to brag about anyway, is that I've been doing a course with the University of Reading um, about supporting young people with low moods and depressions, especially during the COVID-19 crisis. So that's been a lot of fun and very useful. And I think I would like to tag, I think I'll tag James. Hello, everybody. Great to be here. Um... Yeah, as well as learning about Zoom, I've got to learn and know my neighbours better and discovered that one of them is quite into bird watching and identified a lot of the birds that we've, um, well, that I've got to know a bit better in my garden, not by name. But, oh, I'd like to tag Finley. One skill that I've learnt is I'm, well, I'm doing a lot more writing and stuff on my own in the garden on the hammock which is something that I've always wanted to have time to do and now I do suddenly so I've been doing that fiction non-fiction bit of both. I tag Rachel. Hello a skill I've learned during lockdown okay so um, I've learned how to create webinars um, in my job which I didn't know how to do before um, and obviously using Zoom and Teams Microsoft Teams for video conferencing as well um, so yeah quite a few skills I've learned in the last few months um, I tag next Dustin hi everyone yeah Dustin so during lockdown what I've learned to do is to meditate and um, so I'm doing that every morning and that really helps to center me and uh, start my day so I'm here like you know ready to go and you know, <laughs> and uh, for the energy for the day and um, also exercising as well first thing in the morning those those things that uh, really helped me my mental well-being and physical uh, and I tag Sarah hi everyone um, I, I'm a bit like everyone else there really actually I've got a bit of Rachel and James with the zoom and, and kind of learning about teams but also Justine and the exercise, I think that's really made a difference to me, particularly because I've rediscovered my love of cooking, which isn't great for the waistline, that's for sure, because I'm having to eat it all. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely the exercise for mental health, it's, it's really working and it's something that I will want to keep up. I will tag, who have we got here? Connor. 
Hi, tag me any day. Hi, uh, I'm Connor. I am a youth voice pioneer and also deputy chair of Wanderlove Youth Council. And a skill that I have learned during lockdown is that I have been learning to sing because for those that don't know, I currently am a musical theatre fanatic and I sing at the top of my lungs and my neighbours currently want to move. So I thought I might as well serenade them properly and at least give them something pleasing to wake up to. So next I tag Laren. Hi, I'm Laren and I have been developing my skills at British Sign Language and I tag Fu. Hi guys, I'm Fu. I'm from Greenwich. I'm the chair of Greenwich Children Game Council and I'm also a youth boy pioneer. During this lockdown, the skill I have learned is how to cook Italian food like I can make pasta, bolognese and lasagna. I tag Naki. Yeah, thank you everyone. Seems like everyone has been very busy doing different things, keeping very busy. Um, so the first thing we're going to speak talk about is the new policies and easing of restrictions which were introduced just last week. So I just want to know if I've got any um, opinions from uh, guest speakers or pioneers on how um, they're feeling about being able to see one person outside your house for social distance exercise or um, how easing of restrictions has made them feel maybe a bit less little bit less cabin fever than before maybe if anyone wants to talk about how it's made them feel at all um so i'm just wondering how it's going to work because um obviously you can meet one other person from a different household so say for example like myself you live alone um and you don't live near your family so i have um probably about 20 miles down the road my my parents and my younger brother um, and I'm thinking if I want to see them, I can only see them one at a time. So it seems I can meet them for a walk perhaps, um, and then go away and come back and meet the other one. So it's, it's kind of, you meet mum, go away and then you meet dad. And it, it just seems a bit strange because if I was to be carrying the virus, um, it could still be passed around the household. So I don't see how just meeting with one person, if you can effectively meet with them individually, prevents that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really strange times. Like, I think I saw something that was, um, you know, meeting with just one person in your family is just people, even though it's obviously a good thing and it's getting, shows that the situation's getting better. It's just, I think some people might, you know, say, meet, meet up with more than one person, or I think it's very hard to control it. I think, Travona, have you been having some social distance exercise with someone you know? Yeah, I had the first, like, socially distanced walk with my boyfriend for the first time in about eight weeks yesterday, and I think it definitely was weird, and I think there was a lot, I know I felt a lot of anxiety about it, because obviously, I'm sure I'll talk about it a bit more later, but I work in a shop where I see so many people each day that I was apprehensive about even agreeing to go on this walk with him because we had to do loads of research into whether we actually trusted the two metre sort of social distancing rule. Um, but I think I, I'm definitely a lot happier now I've been able to see him. But it is difficult because he, he lives about five mi miles away because I live, I live on an island and he lives on the mainland. So it has been quite a difficult dynamic and I think it is very strange and I think it has caused me a lot of anxiety whether I actually believe that it's safe or not. It is really interesting, as well as my day job, I'm a cousin as a, a local infant school um, 
and I had a conversation with my head teacher this morning exactly about how teachers are anxious with the announcement of children going back to school, about the social distancing, particularly when obviously the guidance is now you can exercise along with somebody else. And, and it's, it's really difficult. And, and I think people are really struggling, as you say, into interpreting the um, guidance. For example, we, I didn't know this until this morning, that we had one child, um, child, child of a key worker, actually, was in school. Um, wasn't symptomatic, but actually tested positive for COVID uh, and somebody in the family has also been tested positive. So it's really different. It, I think anxiety is heightened um, because of the unknown and, and, and the, I suppose, the, the lack of direct information. So I say you're, you're just trying to work your way through and, and are you doing what's right? As Trevona said, you know, she's working in a shop. We've got school teachers, key workers and so on and so forth. And I just don't think there's a clear answer. And it's, it's that self-preservation, isn't it? I suppose that unknown. And I think anxiety levels are so high at the moment. You don't know what to do for the best. You know, I, I'm, I mentioned I have my grandson. My, one of my daughters is a key worker. Um, she's a single parent, so we look after her children. Um, my husband also teaches. Yet my other daughter is struggling with the fact that she lives an hour away and she's desperate and her son is de desperate to see us. But actually in person, we have to say, we can't, we can't jeopardise that. So it's, I think for everybody, it's a really difficult situation. I know I've made that really personal, me, but it is. I, I totally appreciate where you're coming from. So. I think it's. I think it's really important to make it personal to show that it is like. I think some of the rules and some of the new things that have been easing, they haven't quite made it um, specific enough that people are kind of guessing. Am I doing it right? Am I? doing it wrong I think it was, it's we're at the point now where we're in sort of like the grey area like before it was you know you have to stay at home but now it's am I allowed to go out what am I meant to be doing I think um, I'm going to pass to Naki and see how it's made him feel this is this is going like, to contradict like a lot of opinions shared already but I'm very excited that lockdown's been eased a little bit because like, obviously I get like there's still a lot of anxiety around it like, oh, you're trying to play it safe and you want to protect your family and your friends and you don't want to risk catching it yourself. But, like, personally, like, when I was at school, like, I was I was just, like, the type of guy to always, like, be around my friends, start cheering and hyper and it's just enjoying the company of, like, my close friends and stuff. So it's, like, from lockdown, missing that, and then to now, like, getting a chance to see one other person is a start, but... Like I've already, I've tried to like make plans with like someone I know, just like hang out, just to check on them, see how they're doing, and like it's just planning to like take it safe. It's like obviously like two meters away, but like just maybe like be a little bit more further, just like decrease the risk, try be away from other people as well. Yeah, I think that's really interesting to see the difference between there. There's on one hand, there's a very like side that causes like a lot of anxiety a lot of unanswered questions but then on the other side you have a completely di di different opinion like people want to get out want to get out they want to be free they want to leave leave their houses i think that's a very interesting conversation but do, do you know what i think that we should now get onto the main dish as i like to call it the big juicy dish as i like to call it <laughs> the main part of the podcast so today's episode, we're going to be focusing on um, volunteering and employability. So I think first we want to really get an idea of maybe some stories from our Youth Voice Pioneers about 
anything that they would be doing right now during the the summer of 2020 talk about volunteering opportunities that they had or that they might not now be able to get so i think maybe who would want to start first would trevona mind go first i don't mind at all i think um Mine wasn't actually voluntary, so it's not quite as altruistic as some of the other stories that you're going to hear. But um, I have spent a year working for a scholarship, which was meant to be four weeks long, um, £800 payment, at working with speech and language therapists, which is um, work experience that is very, very hard to come across, let alone be paid for it. And while I understand that I will get it again next year, that takes away some of the point of it and it means I'm not getting the valuable experience that I was going to get before I go to university and I think that's quite disappointing especially given that I may have been able to help someone through doing that work experience. Yeah I think there's quite a lot of there's quite a lot of people who have like Trevenia just said quite a lot of things that have been well in over almost overnight cancelled or you know plans changed which will really impact people and maybe like Trevona said it will really impact your um like the things you know how to do and if you want to go on and carry on to do other things the experience that you have is going to be quite limited because of how all the plans have been up in the air I think earlier Hannah had something that she was missing out on yep um, this summer was going to be quite a big thing for me because I've just finished my last ever college course and I was meant to be you know, going straight into my job. Right now I'm meant to be working residentials with young children in the outdoors. Obviously with COVID that's not an option. So other than having to obviously stay at home and not being able to do any of the work or work towards my job prospects other than keeping fit, um, I have no idea how I'm going to make income for the rest of the summer or what I'm going to be doing next year because this is for the outdoor education this is our season this is it's mainly seasonal work and starting from April till October there's nothing really much that I can do so that would then would have made my money for um, the winter and obviously because I can't work I'm going to be in possible financial struggles for the next year so it it's just really um, inconvenient unfortunate as is the entire virus really but for those of us that are trying to go into work, it's, it's making everything so much more difficult. So I had a couple of things planned for summer, one of them being NCS, which was obviously cancelled immediately. But other than that, I was going to do some volunteering, working with some disabled children in a respite unit, which was going to be really helpful for me, given it was something I had done previously as work experience, which might help me decide what I want to do. Um, and obviously that was cancelled, which, I mean skills that could be built from that would have been really helpful for me especially in applications to sick form and then further on to uni and um, it was quite quick but also thinking about the impact it had on the people who needed that respite that I would be able to supply was rather at the forefront of my mind. As a university student because I'm doing um, a science degree so there were lots of like internships that we'd as university students have had applied for and we were going to gain like research skills and lab skills but obviously with the corona now we're not, no longer able to do that so that's kind of um, that would have really helped after you need to get a job and stuff so that's going to be something that we need to cover. And I feel like also I just feel I just feel like especially loads of people had loads of stuff planned up for summer 2020 as well and getting jobs as well especially those like me who will be hopefully making our way off to university hoping to get a summer job and 
get some money to go behind us. And so just thinking about that, thinking about what people are are doing. So I don't know if Dustine wants to talk about if Wandsworth are doing anything in terms of like volunteering and stuff like that about summer jobs and how that's been affected. Hi everyone. Yes, I'm Dustine um, from Wandsworth Council, working the lifelong learning department. Um, I'm called an IAG advisor. And um, in terms of summer programs, um, uh, we haven't got anything going as yet, and uh, we, we're not sure how it's going to things are going to pan out over the next couple of months because our work is we, we I work in a training department, an education department. And we um, put on quite a lot of different programs for different parts of the, the community. And in terms of young people, we've, I don't know if you know about this, we've got a work experience for young people where we take them to, we've taken some to Spain already. And they did a, a whole month and they got paid and they did work experience in, in different types of environment. And we were supposed to take some away in this year. And we're not sure if we can continue that project. Yeah, so in terms of what's, what the next steps are, it depends, it depends what the government allows us to do. Especially dur- during looking at opportunities of volunteering and employment during lockdown as well, especially for like, people that are getting jobs and volunteering, whether it's something on a small scale, like doing something like for their neighbor, like picking up shopping, picking up a prescription or doing something nice and individual to volunteering on a larger scale, like going to work in a supermarket or going to do something on a larger scale. So I was wondering if any of our Youth Voice pioneers would mind sharing any experiences that they've had of volunteering. Uh, so during the lockdown I've been given the opportunity to join a pupil power network which is a national uh, campaign uh, striving to get young people's voice into um, like the way we run our schools and I think without the lockdown I probably wouldn't have been given that opportunity because it is because it's a national project and it's spread from like Ireland to here I don't think I would have been able to be able to get to those meetups, but now it's all online. I can just log in and get it done. And it's been a really great volunteering opportunity for me. Definitely things like new ways of doing things opened up. I think also, especially this podcast that we're doing now, that came a lot earlier because we're able to get all in the same place and do it. And we've been forced to learn the technology. But I think one thing that I wanted to talk about as well was the fact that I now have one of these temporary contracts. So I work for the cooperative and I work in a supermarket. I don't do many shifts. I'm just there basically on the off chance of if anyone gets ill and I'm there for support, especially because of how busy we've been recently. And that has definitely been really useful for me because I'm hoping to go to university in September. And so that little bit of extra money that I would not otherwise necessarily be earning has been really useful to me and I think it's definitely been quite rewarding especially because I work in a local branch I know a lot of people that I speak to I think it's definitely really been a good opportunity that I've managed to get out of this. Mm. And Naki, do you want to mention some of the volunteering that that you've been doing during lockdown? First I mean the first obvious thing is that we still got ones of youth council still going on and obviously you've got to do the plug for that. 
Uh, yeah, just like trying to go on with like our knife crime campaign and also trying to recruit other young people as well. Like we've already had a thing about two or three young people join since like lockdown started. I mean, it's it's very it's a very good start for us. And uh, there was another opportunity, which was the youth opportunity funding panel, that it was. It was organized before lockdown, but it's still been continued during lockdown. So we're still trying to organize like funding factories and trying to organize bids from young people still going on through lockdown. And we're going to start that in just a couple of weeks time. And yeah, that's, that's still been a really great opportunity that I'm glad to have sort of carried on through lockdown. I think it's just really important, like Naki, like a few people have said, to like keep spirits up and um, like Naki said, to carry on with the youth council and carry on with things that you would have been doing. So um, I think, James, if there's anything you want to add about speaking to your neighbours and how doing things like the clap on a Thursday and things, um, yeah, how it's kind of kept spirits up through this to like do things like that and volunteering and stuff. Yeah. Hi again, everybody. I think. Um it's a real challenge when we're used to volunteering being when we actually interact with other people, either together or people that we want to help. But one of the, the things that occurred to me is, as well as my immediate neighbours um, and getting to know them was the, the kind of issues that affect me and people that are volunteering to help me. So I live on my own, for example, and the local community centre said, well, would you like a buddy? to ring you up once a week and we can have, you can have a chat. So they put me in touch with this chap who's 80 years old um, in the theatre. He's done all sorts of stuff. And it's just a really interesting person um, to talk to. So that was, I thought that was useful. And I wondered whether it, it might be worth thinking about what can we do to volunteer that can be done online using these kind of skills on Zoom and connecting with other people. And if it's with each other, I mean, the person I'm buddying with is an older person because I'm, I'm kind of older too. But I, I know there are some young people who are, who are maybe feeling a bit lonely or isolated um, that aren't in a group like yourselves. And there may be a way that being connected with people um, to have a conversation or to meet up with them or to include them. There might be activities like, and maybe you guys do some of this, but organizing, uh, you know, quizzes and social events, which you might think, well, isn't that just socializing? But if you actually do it as a volunteering to help somebody else who's maybe feeling particularly isolated uh, or challenged at the minute, it might be worth thinking of something like that. Um, another thing that I, I know some people are doing is, is fundraising. Um, I know a, a group that works for a charity. I mean, you guys are all involved in participation people, but there are loads of charities around, some of which help young people, like young carers charities and young minds and things like that. So they've decided to do some weird, you know, marathon or fancy dress and everybody turns up on Zoom, dancing on the spot and everybody's sponsoring them. Maybe little bits of money. But it, I know your theme today was volunteering and employment. And, and some of the ideas that you've had to give up, that you had planned that would help, you know, with your CV, um, trying to be creative about, well, what else can we do? 
um, that both helps other people and maybe helps us with employment. I mean, the, the campaigning one and pupil power is kind of really of, obvious one. And I wondered if there were other organizations that we could talk to or contact to say, and, and it might be like a youth service or it might be another charity and say, hey, I've got time, I can do something at home. Would you like me to volunteer to do, do some work or read something or write something or record something uh, that you can use? I know you guys, and you've, you might find some people are, oh yeah, we, we've already started a, uh, a group. Uh, would you like to join it? We've got little things we can allocate people to do. So th those are just um, some ideas. Uh, and on the general point about volunteering and employment, uh, I started as a volunteer like decades ago when I when I was had left school and college and it was my volunteering that began my career so I think it's so important it's a really important topic and you're you're right to sort of try and explore it and try and figure out uh, new ways to do it particularly just now uh, in in these challenging times thank you and and just to go back back to your point about helping young people prepare for afterwards. I believe Rachel had some thoughts and opinions. Hello there. Um, quick introduction for me. Um, my name is Rachel Lucas and I'm a careers advisor for a company called Ansbury Guidance. Um, we're actually based in Dorset and we deliver careers advice to young people in schools and colleges, um, as well as those that are not in education, employment or training. Um, so First of all, I'd just quickly like to um, chat to you about speculative applications um, and by this I mean sending a letter of application to a company when no specific vacancy has actually been advertised. Um, this has proved very successful for some people, even myself in the past. Um, the best way is to make a list of maybe five or six companies that you may like to work for um, and write a letter to them stating your interest in working for them. Now this can be a letter or it can be an email, whichever you feel comfortable doing. Um, just remember to mention any relevant experience and skills and what you could actually bring to the company. So um, I think particularly in the current situation, thinking about the skills, um, you may have developed new IT skills. Um, resilience is obviously going to be a big one. Communication skills, all of that is going to be brilliant for, for transferable skills in the future. Um, and you never know when a vacancy may come up, but the company might just remember you. Um, it will then save them having to advertise, so it's a win-win for everyone involved. And second of all, just going to quickly talk to you about another way of perhaps gaining employment when um, it, this is all over. And that's by doing some work shadowing or work experience. Um, a lot of you probably would have done work experience in year 10 at school. Um, but there's absolutely no reason why you can't arrange this at any age. Um, again, make a list of a few companies, call them, email them and ask them to shadow. Um, if you can just shadow somebody for a day or a couple of days, um, it will show companies that you're enthusiastic, committed and you think outside the box. Um, and you will really stand out to future employers by doing this. And you'll gain from it as well. You, you know, you, you'll get to know whether you really like the job that you thought was for you um, and equally you may find that you don't like it um, as much as you thought you may and for those of you that are looking perhaps to get your first job but don't have a CV there are some great examples and templates online 
the, the Prospects website in particular is a good one to look at. And also the Literacy Trust do help with um, CV writing and, and proofreading as well. Yeah, and just to go back to what Rachel said about CVs and making sure you have like transferable skills and making sure that you're ready to go. Getting into the world of employment, um, I believe Hannah had something she would like to add. Yeah, um, just speaking as someone who worked with NCS last year, and obviously with that I worked with loads of young people over the course of like eight weeks, and the skills that they were given the opportunities to learn and to develop during the summer is something that people would be missing out on and not just through NCS but through having their own experiences during summer being able to, able to go out volunteer help out with family and friends with any projects they might be working on it's you know it's going to be a big time that they aren't able to go out and work and be with other young people and working on projects like with NCS we're based on the social action action project where the last two weeks, you know, the young people would focus on building up a project and then working towards that and helping give back to the community. And that's something you can do on your own outside of any other company. But obviously, that's a lot harder to do when you're at home and isolating yourself. Even with the restrictions starting to lift, it's probably going to be a long time until it can return back to normal. Yeah, I think that um, it is a shame that there's going to be lots of things that people are going to miss out on skills and volunteering, especially like Hannah said, NCS. Yeah, I think it's interesting coming from a bunch of young people who had like a really exciting summer plan, ready to get ready, get all these skills. And all of a sudden we're cooped up inside and just wondering if there's anything like obviously going on resources online, doing online courses and just making sure that no matter the skills that you could have developed during the summer, that you're still developing some sort of skill and it's like we said at the beginning like we, we're all developing skills during lockdown so why not take this as an opportunity to develop skills that you can still use but maybe not the same ones that you would have gotten out if you had gone to let's say if you had done work experience may not have been the same skills but it's still a useful skill that you can then take forward yeah so uh, just uh FYI for the, for the information i'm an asylum seeker so I'm not really allowed to like do the paid work. So I'm not being paid to do anything. Uh, I can only do do volunteer work. Doing volunteer work, volunteering is like the one of many chances that I can have to help my application for the to remain in this country. And about employment, I have to wait until I get a decision from the office, so I can get like so I can, can start like looking building my CV and then find a potential employer so I can get a job and get money. Right now, like, uh, I can't do anything besides volunteering. Thanks, Fu, for that. And I think it's important to talk about things about after lockdown, because obviously everything is so uncertain right now. So everything is just all up in, in the air. So just making sure that you do have those transferable skills and making sure that you are ready for when everything do, does return to normal and just making sure that if we're, if after lockdown that you are like employable that you do have the necessary qualities that employers want for for their employees as well so kind of want to move on and talk about how pe people are feeling about after lockdown as well and how they feel about maybe get, getting a job after lockdown and how that would feel um i think star wanted to say something yeah, I think that the first thing I just want to say about um, like, uh, like how you're going to prepare yourself for after lockdown 
is that of course we've been talking about great ways that like, like um, doing online courses and you know making yourself ready that you have you know you've made the best of this time where you have you know you're stuck inside for so long you have so much time to do volunteering and make a really nice CV and learn loads of brand new skills um, I think it's also really important to take time for yourself through the lockdown I know this is not quite on the topic of volunteering but as well as I think it's really important to um, keep time for yourself and keep up with that if it's um, binging Netflix or laying in bed all day so as well as making sure that you're ready for after lockdown and doing great things when you have all the time to spend doing amazing cool things and improving your transferable skills also keeping that time for yourself I'm going to pass to Dusty now I think she had something to say Hi, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, there's a lot of organisations that have transferred their business online, and that's us as well, once with Council. We've got lots of short courses going, like to uh, employability skills, how to do CV, application forms, and so forth, um, conflict management, you know, um, there, are, there are lots of courses, and, and we're not the only ones that are doing it. And um, transferable, uh, you know, it's, it's, sad, it's sad to hear that a lot of you have not um, managed to, 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 to do the placements that you were, were supposed to do. However, transferable skills are still top and there's lots of things that you can do online, as been said before, you know. So it's, um, it's sort of like, how do you turn something negative into something positive that's going to help to bring you forward when you come out of lockdown? So you're just preparing yourself for when things go back to normal. Um, yeah, I, another way of thinking about it, it was prompted by somebody saying, you know, do skills and go on courses and things. I'm thinking about it from the, the other side of the desk. If you imagine me as a, an older person interviewing one of you, um, maybe going to college or university or when you're leaving school and going into a, into a job that you've applied for with me in the next six months or a year, you can almost guarantee one of my questions is going to be, so what did you do uh, during lockdown? And, I, and it, I would throw it out there as an open question. And it would be to see how people had spent their time. Um, and I think there are like those obvious things like, oh, I might have done some work experience or I, I did get work. I was doing some regular work during the summer or I learned a skill but uh, I think there are there are other things that I would give credit to people um, if they had learned uh, or taken up started writing poetry or they'd started painting or I saw somebody with a load of music guitars behind them if somebody had done a bit of, had written a load of songs and created a I would thought that that would tell me as an employer or uh, you know somebody at a, a college that this is, this is a person with loads of creative skills uh, and somebody that has taken a, a situation of challenge and adversity and turned it into doing new things, meeting new people. So sometimes they may not be very obvious uh, things to help your employment in the future. But I, I think if you think of it like that question, what would I say in a year's time about what I'd done in lockdown? So there's any right or wrong answer because uh, everybody's journey is going to be different but an employer is always interested in your journey and how you dealt dealt with stuff that came along 
Um, and we all want as employers, people who have a whole range of skills and abilities. I've interviewed loads of people, many of them uh, quite young. And I would always ask one question right at the, the end of the interview, rather like the one at the beginning, which is, hello, how are you? Have you come far? Put them at their ease. At the end, I would say, okay, what, is there one thing you could tell me about yourself that you would be bringing to our workplace as part of the team? And you would always get really interesting insights into what people were like and what kind of person they would be when they came to join you. So that, that might be another slightly different way of thinking about uh, the opportunities that some of this time is giving to everybody. I hope that's helpful as well. It's really interesting. And as you're saying, you know, there's lots of platforms out there. And, and, and the, the, where I work, so I, I head up the Solon Careers Hub, so link nationally with the Careers and Enterprise Company. And, and they've been working with employers who are, are kind of rapidly moving to that online kind of experience for young people, whether that's a, a work experience or kind of getting to see an employer's um, business and, and locality, but also they've been pushing um, out much like the report that you guys gave earlier um, for us to read, um, but other resources um, such as online skills builders, but, but things like um, gaming and memes and graphic designs so and not all your normal kind of one of the mill um, skills builder as you like. Um, two things that came to my attention today through, through, through our network um, is, I don't know if you've heard of National Careers Week, but they're also looking at a National Skills Day to launch um, on the 20th of May. So they're looking for schools and colleges and young people to upload a 20 second video of skills. So whether that is, you know, that's te technical or musical or sports, some sort of skill you've developed, that's launching it. So go and have a look at that. I've also seen on Facebook a call out for um, land army volunteers. So supporting with that. So there's lots of opportunities that are going on. So now I think it is time for our lovely calls to action. Our first call to action is, considering now that everybody is online, is to make adverts where young people are going to see them and to keep them voice friendly. Um, I think also decision makers need to start exploring how schools and other local institutions can start using social media more effectively to reach out to young people for volunteering experiences. I think it's become clear now more than ever the power that social media holds. And if there is any decision makers thinking about this now, I'd like to direct you back to our podcast number three on social media and how decision makers can use that. I think now is a really good time to start reaching out to young people through social media for employment and volunteer work. Number three is make sure to make volunteer work more approachable for young people. So make sure to get more young people working and having teams of volunteers led by young people. Number four is beginning to think of an effective scheme, similarly to the NTS, to get young people actively interested in looking for voluntary work employment. Thank you. So now we're going to move on to the takeaway. So this is what we want you, the people, hearing this and anyone to take away. First one is that young people are missing a lot of summer of volunteering and employment opportunities and work experience. So you need to prepare to help us catch up on what we have missed. 
Number two is work with other employers to think about how they can help young people now because they might be their staff team of the future or clients of the future. Develop a volunteering and employment training offer that can be done by anyone at any time online. Number four is think about young people who might not have volunteered before. Ask existing volunteers to help them apply and be their volunteering mentor. Our fifth course actually is we have a lot of time on our hands at the moment because, well, COVID-19. So probably set more young people to work. Ask us to help you decision makers develop a project. Set us some tasks, set us some challenges that could help your organisation as we want to help. So our sixth one is offer virtual career advice support sessions so young people don't miss out on all the opportunities that are available. So yeah, so those are finished for our decision makers, but for young people, our first takeaway is that we encourage you to use the lockdown as an opportunity and learn a new skill and develop a strength and set yourself a new goal and self-discipline is a real, real skill that employers look for. Number two, update or write your CV. Use this time to reflect on it and improve it. Think about everything you've done in the last 24 months or so and celebrate what you've done. Get that on paper as well so that you don't forget it and your employers can see what you've done. Number three, get in touch with organisations and ask for shadow officers. Find out what you like, what you don't like, what's the worst that could happen. Number four, start preparing yourself for after lockdown. Get your paperwork up to date. Keep yourself healthy, physically and mentally. Make sure any volunteering opportunity or employment opportunity is fixed. The Children's Society have developed some good questions to ask before you start a new job or a volunteering opportunity. And finally, prepare for the question when you go into your interview after lockdown, what did you do during lockdown? Even if you just tried a new sport or a video game you mastered, if you attempted some poetry or were just helping your neighbours. Lovely. I think that that is all of our lovely takeaways just an amazing job so now all that's left for us to do is to thank our guests for coming to our podcast today and also thank the youth voice pioneers for coming and sharing your amazing opinions and thoughts so we would like to thank everyone that has been for, for following us and please feel free to share our podcast share it wide and share it with pride because we are the COVID-19s and thank you very much <laughs>